everybody, I'm Roxy. And I'm Priska. And we are the Two Horny Go! Two horny goats climbing this mountain of life. Eating Asian American stereotypes for breakfast. Well, you know what? I just had the most incredible beef noodle soup. Oh, shoot. Tell me more. I'm not mad about it. No, and it is the most delicious thing I've had in so long. Isn't it freaking good? It has tendon, it has tripe in it. He's like, you know what? When you go to the restaurant, you get this much meat. Why not double it? No, why not 10X it? He gets like 20 pounds of meat. It is amazing. And also it's like kind of funny because when you told me stories of your dad, when you were growing up, he would feed you raw hot dog and like a (laughs) slice of toast. Okay, not raw hot dog, but yes, hot dog (laughs) rolled in a slice of raw toast. I mean, cooked toast, bread, bread. Oh, well, that's a little bit fancier than I thought. A little bit better. NVM, NVM, NVM. (laughs) Well, everybody, welcome to season two, episode 14, where we are going to share our results for 23 and me. Oh my gosh. So we thought we were going to get this next week, Mm -hmm. um, but I guess like someone's working overtime on July 4th, which is like (laughs) terrible because that's when we're banking all these episodes. Yeah. But it just came in like right before we did our virginity episode and we were like, oh my God, we almost like scrapped the virginity episode. Yeah. We're just like, I got to know what this is now. We got to talk about it. So the way we did it was I signed up for Roxy's on my phone and mm-hmm. she signed up for mine. So I have her results and she has mine. This is Maury. You have walked into an episode of Two Horny Goats <laughs> meets Maury. This is a crossover episode. Prisca. Yeah. Are you itching to know who you are? I'm itching to know who I am. I think we both know <laughs> that we're pretty Chinese. I'm just really <laughs> hoping for a little bit of Border Collie. I'm, I just want a little Border Collie, a little, something like a healer even I would take, you yeah. know? Um, but... I know so much about you right now. It has been so interesting for the past couple of hours. We've both been giggling, uh, but unable to share these <laughs> these details with each other because like the breakdown and, you know, the reporting yeah. is so specific. Yeah. I mean, they talk about fear of heights and cilantro taste <laughs> and like all, you know, like, you know, the sh- the color of your eyes and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it'd be interesting to kind of ask Roxy these questions and sh- for Roxy to ask me and for us to see how genetics fall in line. Yeah, because it's like how you identify yourself and how you see yourself is one thing. Yeah. But science, science and how it defines you is something that's completely different. Yeah. And I, I am afraid of heights. So I think science will also tell us that I am well, afraid of no, heights. No, no, no. I will tell you ah! if oh, you're not afraid even of science. It's, like, it's the church of Roxy. Have, <laughs> you have no choice because I have the data from your ah! saliva right in front of me. My saliva. Oh my God. I feel like this is power. <laughs> this is power. I have power over you. Right. And if we like delay this episode any longer, you would have this immense hold over yeah. me. Because I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know who you are. I wouldn't know who I am. Yeah. And it would just kill us knowing that we both know each other's secrets. Yes. And so I don't know exactly why we decided to do this episode, but we thought it'd be a fun project because, you know, Roxy and I, we've been digging further into our Taiwanese American heritage, which mm-hmm. comes with a lot of interesting kind of different, like very subtle political, sociopolitical things. Mm-hmm. And so this was kind of our another, uh, another layer of that, of wanting to figure out where we come from, why we come from, like what the basis of that is. Exactly. So <laughs> without any further ado, ah! let's go ahead and dive right in. Who should go first? I think it's going to be you. Oh, wait, wait. Should we rock, paper, scissors for it? Oh, oh, you bitch. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm terrible. Lai gong dai gi. Okay, in, in Mandarin. Okay. Dian dao shi tou bu. Ah, dian dao shi tou bu. Ah! 
Yes. Okay. I won. Damn I it. did scissors Damn twice it. and she did okay. um, carpet. I mean paper. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Okay. I feel like that's where this is going to go. Okay. Set it up. Set it up. Okay. Brox, do you like salty snacks or sweet? Salty. After you eat asparagus, do you smell it in your pee? No. You don't smell anything different? I don't even know what asparagus really <laughs> smells like. Do you know what asparagus really <laughs> smells like? Yes. I know what my pee smells like when I also, asparagus. At least in Taiwan, we have something called zi, which is asparagus juice. Yeah. And it's actually kind of nice. Oh, nice. It's like asparagus juice with a little bit of sugar and it's oh. sold as like a little juice drink. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen that on Mikey Chen's Strictly Dumpling. Like when he's in Asia, yeah. he like drink. It's like asparagus a, juice. Ooh. Are you afraid of heights? Yes. And I also believe I have vertigo. Okay. Taking these notes down. Do you have dimples? No. <laughs> no. So, so no. emphatic. I want, I want a I dimple. Want, you have dimples. I don't. Yeah, you do. What? That's a, that's a dimple. Really? The one closer to your face. This? Yeah, that's a dimple. It's just a dent. No, that... What do you think a dimple is, stupid? <laughs> I think I... Never had dimples until I gained a little weight in my face. And then really? it started to show. Yeah, okay, I didn't maybe show I need before. to eat. And I don't need to be any better <laughs> than I am now. Do you like cilantro? We just had some yes, for lunch. Yes, I love cilantro. So it doesn't taste like soap. No. Um, okay. Do you get dandruff? Yes. You do. Everyone knows fun. all my like, all my I dirty know. little secrets now. Are your earlobes connected? Okay, mm-hmm. they're disconnected. Mm-hmm. I was showing Priska. Ooh. She's taking a closer look at me. I know. I have all the answers, so I'm just taking down Roxy's kind of responses. Is your earwax dry or wet? <laughs> it's dry. Why? What's wet earwax? It's like sticky. Is my- Ours is like usually flaky. Asian people usually have flaky. Yeah, that's like, I've never seen sticky earwax. I know. Yeah, Maybe you- check Jaws ears. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let me see. Your finger length. Give me, show your fingers really quick. These are all the things. So your ring finger is longer than your pointer. Okay. Okay. All right. And then final question for you for right now. Where do you think your family is from? Where have you been told your family is from? So we're Taiwanese, but ethnically Chinese. Mm -hmm. So we consider ourselves Han Ren, Mm -hmm. which is from China, which is basically the largest ethnic group in all of China is basically the large Han Mm. um, majority group. Also, my aunt has taught me something a little bit interesting. Hmm. Um, she said something about like, you know, in your little toe, yeah. how sometimes there's like a little piece on the edge that's like a little spiky that you have to like pick off. Yeah. If you have that, you're a hundred. Oh. And that's something. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like, oh, the edge of my, my, the toenail of my little pinky toe is a little spiky. Does that mean we end. used to have six toes? <laughs> we could, Maybe. but like it could appendage. be like a defense mechanism in yeah. war or something like that. But anyways, that's like what? Do you what? know what cities they might be from? No. Oh, I, know, know. I know I'm probably from Fujian, Guangzhou, so someplace that's like closer to where Taiwan is, like crossing the strait, mm. you know, and coming crossing the Taiwan straight right and then we colonize the aboriginals and indigenous people yes. in taiwan how cute of us <sighs> that was a cute situation we are the colonizers yes we are terrible yeah um okay are you ready to find out who what you are Roxy? am i 100 percent chinese Ro- are you ready to find I out what you think you're- i'm 100 percent chinese can you consent so i, I consent, can tell you yes okay <laughs> what, what is it what is it okay this is what it is on here and i'm just gonna have pull it up just to make sure i have everything correct you are 100 percent 
East Asian and Indigenous American is what they call it. <laughs> okay. Um, I like how they just grouped us all together for that. Well, because of the the straight, it, it's coming That's from true. the same kind of migration pattern. Yeah, apparently. indigenous peoples in Americas really did travel a whole fucking. They did, yeah. From like, like they went north. They yeah. literally like, took through Alaska. Kind yeah. Of. Oh, that is a shortcut. Yeah, because I, I think say. there was some Earth straight is round. that. <laughs> It's such a shorter distance. Like they went through northern China and apparently there was some sort of landmass or right. or, or uh, icebergs or whatever it was. There was some sort of path. Yeah, before it broke off and then they came down to Canada and then they came even to further the south. Yes. yes. Okay. So you are 100% East Asian and Indigenous American. You're 99.7 Chinese and Southeast Asian. <laughs> but here's what's surprising. So obviously mainland China, mainly from Guangdong, Fujian, mm-hmm. um, um, Jiangsu, Hunan, Shandong, Shanghai. Really? Si, yeah, Sichuan. But you're also from four regions of Taiwan. Really? Yeah, so the evidence of your ancestry in the following five regions. Tainan City, which mm-hmm. used to be the capital. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Taipei, mm-hmm. Kaohsiung, and Nanto, which is where near where your parents are. That's kind of weird. I have real ethnic Taiwanese Apparently. in me. Yeah, because I, I don't, from, from what you're saying. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Oh, you don't. That's amazing. Yeah. So you have actual like Taiwanese um, ethnic roots. And the thing that actually confirms that is you are 1.4% Filipino and Austronesian. And so they used to put it as just Filipino and people be like, oh my God, I'm like kind of Filipino, but they have no Filipino ancestors. So what they realized is there's this kind of group like in Taiwan and, and, you know, I'm not an expert here. This is what I've learned from the 23andMe website, but basically it's a reflection of the human migration and expansion of seafaring people. So people that originated, the peoples that originated in Taiwan, like the aboriginals, they figured out how to use boats fishing, um, all of that. And so because of that, they were able to travel around Micronesia to Indonesia, um, even out to, they they think, um, Hawaii and Madagascar. There's this whole migration pattern based on peoples from Taiwan who were seafaring. Ancient, ancient peoples. And so you are a descendant of that. Only 1.6%, but that, you know, that's only a couple of generations. Exactly. So they they call that Astronesian um, in this kind of, uh, so it's around 5,000 years ago that they began to expand from Taiwan. Do we know if I'm like a princess or something? <clears throat> There's, um, we don't see any of your famous ancestors as of yet, but maybe if we pay more. <laughs> okay, there's a lot of um, sections that we can unlock. Yeah, there's a lot of things we can unlock, but we're, we're, we're Asian. So I'm 99.7% Chinese. Yes, but, but that includes being Taiwanese. So oh. they didn't put a percentage on oh. how much Taiwanese you were. They're okay, just grouping okay. it together as of right now. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Like, I don't know how far back or like, you know what I mean? What that looks like, but this is only your maternal side. So I feel like if you get your dad to do a 23 in, in me test and connect it, um, like link it, then you'll learn more. So there are drawbacks of being a female. Um, a lot of these kind of ancestry things are tied to the Y chromosome that your dad kind of gives you. They're tied to your dad's contribution. And because of that, some of our results may not be totally accurate, but they're still indicative. I'm, of, still, in hold, I'm still holding out hope. Yeah. Hold on to hope, you know, <laughs> that we have a little more flavor. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I will say that if we're talking about 
physical appearances, you have a 52% chance that you don't have dimples. I don't have dimples. Yes, the majority is right. There's a 95% chance that you don't have a cleft chin. (laughs) Is that true? Do you see a cleft chin? No, I don't. There's a 55% chance that you have never had dandruff. So pretty 50-50 split. I I have dandruff. you have some dandruff, yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, this was interesting because I have attached, but 90% chance that you have detached earlobes and you do have detached earlobes. Wow. Earwax type is dry. Yeah. Eye color is dark. Finger length. It says 54% chance that your ring finger is longer than your index, which it is. That is very true. Um, Freckles, not like not really. Hair photo bleaching, 50-50. I think that's like lightning in the sun. Oh, I see. Yeah. But we're, we're Asian. Yeah. I don't think so. Newborn hair, 55% chance that you had a lot of hair at birth. Yes. You did. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So it's genetic. Zero, 99% chance that you don't have red hair. <laughs> <laughs> and stretch marks, 75% chance that you have. I have stretch marks. That's crazy that they would just the, know I, that. Let's like, okay, let's think about all the details that we could go off on and let's do that Sorry. one. Let's talk about your insecurities. Let's I know. talk about your stretch Sorry. marks. Wow. This is terrible. And we, you can cut it out if you want. No. But toe length ratio is your big toe or your second toe longer? Here, take a look. They're pretty even. Yeah. Well, it's a 62% chance that you have a longer big toe. <laughs> Sometimes it, when it wants to be, it can be longer. Long- <laughs> <laughs> when days, you're excited. When she feels like it. Yeah, she's a little bit longer than my big toe. 55% chance you have a bit of a unibrow. <laughs> see any do you do you have to pluck the center no no yeah this but is just, i do not mind rocking some frida Kahlo. thank you, you. know what i mean widow's peak 72 percent chance that you don't <laughs> you have like no you don't i don't have a widow's you don't have peak. a widow's peak so those are the physical features uh-huh. and then so now oh this is one you'll like i you'll like this one being from the netherlands you have more neanderthal dna than 96 percent of everyone who's been tested on 23andMe. What else are you like? A, you have a more Neanderthal of, DNA. Are we all descendants of Neanderthals? So you have a like just less than two percent Neanderthal DNA. Wait, so what's the rest? Amphibian? Y- yeah. No, you have. Okay, so it says you inherited a small amount of DNA from your Neanderthal a- ancestors. Out of the seven thousand four hundred sixty-two variants we tested, we found three hundred and five variants in your DNA that trace back all together um it's like just less than two percent anyway that means oh right because you're 0.3 siberian what yeah i forgot to drop that so that's probably where the neanderthal comes right you're 0.3 siberian how far does that go back you I, think? I think we can do the math but it's pretty far back <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's yeah it's pretty far back that's pretty cool that's, that's something, pretty cool that's something i will cling on to yeah. i will cling on to the 0.3 percent so 0.3 percent and 0.3 percent northern asian so like northern china like you know north of china so that's so cool that makes sense that you're part of like indigenous peoples you know wow. so pretty cool pretty cool wow. um, and then final the final thing we're gonna go into is or it's like a list of kind of like like fun traits. Okay. So sweet versus salty. You responded salty. Yeah. 61% that you would prefer savory snacks. Yes. Love That's savory. Give me all the salt. Pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, hair thickness. All like the health things they keep under lock and key. Yeah. They, they want you to pay extra to know about your health. <laughs> woo woo. Get it, America. Yes. It's always that. So for your genotype, you're more likely to have thick 
hair strands. That's true. That's crazy. Oh yes. my God. I feel like I'm getting to know you all I over again. Thick, it's just like science confirming, confirming all of these traits. Yeah. And then asparagus, when you eat asparagus, you're likely to be able to smell the asparagus in your urine. Once I identify what asparagus actually smells like, I think I'll be able to pick that up too. Maybe, maybe, maybe you should, you know, <laughs> maybe we'll make, make some for dinner. We'll go okay. get some asparagus stalks, you know? <laughs> okay. So now it's going to be fear of heights and balance. Let's see. Oh, okay. Roxy, based on your genetics and other factors, you're more likely than average to be afraid of heights. Yes. That's so interesting. And it's not a common trait. Really? You have like a 29% chance of reporting a fear of heights. So you have about a 30% chance of being afraid of heights. Yeah. This is why I don't go skydiving. Yeah. I refuse. I refuse to go skydiving. And I have a fear of flying. Yes. Okay, great. (laughs) Um, And then, so how do you feel about like annoying sounds? Like- nails on the chalkboard. I hate it. Hate it. Um, so you have a higher than likely chance of like of having, um, they call it misophonia. Yes. It's a fight or flight response. So it occurs in the limbic system. I hate it. It's bad, right? I hate it. It's really bad What's for me. What's your reaction? I, it just, it just, it just makes my belly button itch. It's your like, belly button yeah, yeah. itch? Yeah. I just remember uh. when they would do that on, on chalkboards, I, I would, my belly button would itch. Oh, uh. And I can't stand it. So it's like a physical It's a physical reaction. reaction. Yeah. <gasps> That's so wild. Probably like a descended from, you know, primitive instincts. But that's maybe why your intuition is so good because it says scientists speculate that the misophonia could result from increased connections between the brain system involved in hearing and the fight or flight response. Yes. So things are more interconnected. Yes, it's like, is this a threat or is it not? Oh, 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 oh okay. Maternal. Hip blah blah blah. Haplo Maternal haplo group. Oh, I want to know what group I am. Okay. So you descend from a long line of women that can be traced back to Eastern Africa over 150,000 years ago. These are the women of your maternal line and your maternal haplo sheds light on their story. Your maternal haplo group is F3B1. What is that? Um, let's see. As our ancestors ventured out of Eastern Africa, like, you know, the first peoples, uh, they branched off in diverse groups that crossed and recrossed the globe over 10,000s of years. Some of their migrations can be traced through haplogroups. So your maternal line moved 180,000 years ago. Wow. If every person living today could trace his or her maternal line back to over thousands of generations, all of our lines would meet at a single woman who lived in Eastern Africa. So you're related to all these people back to this one person. Though she was one of perhaps thousands of women alive at the time, only the diverse branches of her haplogroup have survived to today. The story of your maternal line begins with her. So you can kind of do a little bit of reading. FB31? Mm-hmm. That's so weird. F3B1. Abundant in Southeast Asia. Common branches in Southeast Asia, China, um, Thailand, Vietnam, Indonesia, and neighboring islands. So oh that's God. probably, that's how your ancestors probably ended up in like the Taiwan region. That's so cool. That's crazy, right? And yeah. maybe they went from Taiwan to China and then back to Taiwan. Yes. There's a possibility, right? Yes. But it is the, the Han group. But the group is relatively uncommon in China's ma- majority ethnic group, the Han, whose ancestors began expanding outside of the Yellow River Valley. So am Valley. I not Han? It's not saying if you are or not, because oh. we don't have your dad's information. This is crazy. But it says some of so your line- So my maternal line is more based from Southeast Asia. Seems like it. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty wild. That's crazy, because we are very light-skinned. Yeah, but I mean, I think we're all from Africa. That's true. Yeah, like literally all of us, so- it, it, it's not too big a deal, so but interesting. that means that you are, your haplogroup is one in 4,300 people. Four, that's cool. really rare. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's super I'm rare. I'm so excited to You're do so yours. You're so special. I want to talk about you now. Why? Because I'm boring? Okay, no, how do you no, no, feel? No, 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 that's not true. Okay, <laughs> how I do you feel? feel? I feel like I knew that. Like, I knew that, like, I'm basically 99% Chinese. Right. Ethnically Chinese. But I think what was so enlightening to hear was my Northern Chinese origins, Sichuan, right? Mm -hmm. Sichuan and also Shanghai, Mm -hmm. which I, none of my family has ever talked about or if even freaking knew about. Um, But that's how maybe we could be related. (laughs) I think we are related. Also, um, the 0.3% in Siberia is probably my really cool flex. Such a cool flex. Even though it's only like 25, not even like like a quarter of a percent (laughs) of of blood in me. Um, But I also, you know, it's interesting because like, yeah, I know that we are probably more similar than anything, but uh, just hearing, because I know your information and you haven't heard it yet and you're the first one to give me all of this information. I'm like, oh, actually, there's actually it's much more complex than we think it is it is it is you know? and i'm sure if we got our dad's information and as they continue adding people to 23andme we'll have more and more accurate results so i think things will kind of change and shift over time right um so we could go review this in a year and see something totally different or have our parents do it and have you know a totally different view of who we are and genetics is really funny but how do you feel about being like ethnically taiwanese that's really cool. That's wild, right? That's wild. Like I'm, I've always I'm so thought curious. that I'm a colonizer. Yeah, in my and, own country. And you know, I am, and um, you partially are. So, <laughs> like, oh, what does that mean? It's like I'm know? actually native. Yeah, that's mind blowing. That's mind blowing because yeah. it's like the Aboriginals did come from Indo-Filipino area. Well, the the Aboriginals came from Taiwan, went to Indo-Filipino. <sighs> that's crazy. That's with the astro. Astronesian came from because that those people started in Taiwan. Anything from this little island. I know. And we were, well, okay, not we because I'm not from there, but your people were seafaring people knew how to do shit and farm and, and go out and, and, and travel. And it's like Moana, like the, like all of the things that they were doing in that like movie that that's essentially what the Astronesian people were doing. And they ended up in Samoa and they ended up in all these places. Would that be considered Pacific Islander? Yeah, they're just calling it Astronesian. Wow. Yeah, or Austronesian. Austronesian. Yeah, but it, it kind of, so New Zealand people, the Maori, it looks like they kind of came from that same New Guinea, Micronesia, Polynesia, Hawaii, coming from Taiwan because they, they're tracing it via like language and genetic and cultural history. That's how they that is figured it wild. out. It's fucking wild, right? It's like Taiwan's so small. It's like it's weird to think that I know it originated a lot of people yeah. in these new lands. Yeah, it's why it's also why we get along with Filipino people. That's true. <laughs> Rochelle. Hala hala. Hala hala hala. So we're gonna take a little break and then Roxy's gonna tell me about me. I can't wait. Oh and my we gosh. can't wait to find out. Goatees, if y'all have taken a 23andMe test and have some interesting findings, um, please write to us. We'd Let love to know. know. Um, don't be that white person who's like, but I'm 0. 0.00001 Native American, so I'm a person of color. I'm BIPOC. Don't do it. Yeah. Because Roxy's not going to go around being like, I only drink vodka because I'm from Siberia. <laughs> Are Actually, you? No, I might do that now. <laughs> uh, yeah, please don't be that person. Just don't be that person. Yeah. Don't don't get cornrows just because you're 0.0001% like Kenyan or something. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to come back it. in a little bit and see if Prisca is any part percent beluga whale. I want to be beluga whale. Okay, we'll be right back. I'm so, I'm so excited. 
Aunties, the highlight of our week is getting to hang out with all of you. If you like hanging out with us, why not recommend Two Horny Goats to a friend? Whether it's your coworker, quarantine buddy, or long-distance BFF, drop them a link. We're available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Okay, bye! All right, everybody, we are back from our little break. Hope you got a little snack. Ah! Because we're about to find out. Sit back and relax. Did we eat asparagus? Is that what we were doing? (laughs) I was shoving tons of asparagus into my gaping holes. Well, go pee. Hurry. (laughs) Into your holes. We need to know. We need to know. We need to know. Anyways, so Priska, I have your entire story in front of me. Oh my God. Where do you think you're from? I think I'm a Chinese muddy mutt. I think my grandmother is like from Suzhou and then... I think that my, one of my grandparents is from Henan and maybe someone from Jiangsu. Um, and then my other grandfather was so old that he has no origin story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think mostly just Chinese on Chinese, but from those are the regions that I've heard of. Okay. Awesome. Maybe Hebei, but I'm not sure. Okay. Are you ready? Oh my God. Okay. I'm so, yeah. Okay. 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 I'm going to, I'm going to rip off the bandaid. Okay. Brazilian, Mm -hmm. you are a (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent East Asian and indigenous American. Oh my God. I'm shocked. (laughs) I'm so shocked. I like how both of us realized our results. We both laughed. And then Prisca's like, we're, we're boring, huh? And I was like, wait, we don't know yet. So boring. Um, 99% Chinese and Southeast Asian. Okay. Okay. And, and in terms of breaking down where you're from, mm-hmm. so the biggest part of your DNA comes from Guangdong, mainland China. Interesting. And then it says here, we did not detect any evidence of recent ancestry in Taiwan. Okay. So you are made up of... Um, Guangdong, Jiangsu, Shandong, Hubei, uh-huh. Shanghai, uh-huh. Fujian. Oh, interesting. And then um, Hebei, Anhui, and Liaoning. Huh. So there's like, it's all, it's all on the, on the western, West. uh, I mean, eastern, eastern hemisphere, eastern coast of China wow. is where your ancestry is from. But another interesting thing is your one person uh-huh. is Korean. Shut the fuck up. I know it's only 1%, but what? Yeah. 1% Korean. And uh, what? you did not have, your ancestry does not go through North Korea. Okay. So it's Seoul, Jonamdo, and Busan. What? And this is more like recent. I'm like, shook right now. Like even though it's 1%, it, uh, dating back from where it is, it's like, I think it wrote like 1800s. You oh have a Korean ancestor, a full Korean ancestor. What? Isn't that crazy? So you making naengmyeon and you making <laughs> all of these like Korean cuisines. That is so crazy. Yeah. And now that you're married to Abe. Yeah. Like you like discovering your Korean heritage. 1% is Korean. Oh my gosh. I ne- I literally never would have thought like now I really want my mom to take the test i think so and my dad yes because that's fucking wild yes holy shit yes because even though that's not that big a deal for like me like it's it grows every generation you know what i mean like so my mom might be a good amount korean who knows i know and also um it says here that like 81 percent of your relatives have chinese ancestry okay but because like 
like branching off from your family, there's actually a lot of them that share different roots elsewhere. Interesting. So of course this is a, like another part of 23andMe where you get to see relatives. Oh, right. Or, you know, get connected with people that are actually in your bloodline that you may not know about, but we're not going to open that today. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> um, for some reason it says they are 135% more likely to drink instant coffee. What? <laughs> what? What? I know. Wait, what? I know. It, it says right here. It says right here, get to know your relatives. They are 135% more likely to drink instant coffee. First of all, my mom drinks instant coffee, so thank you. Yeah. But I, you know, I do not. Yes, you do not. You do pour overs. I you like know? pour over. Yeah. I like my coffee. I like a cold brew. Yeah. Like, I like to make it myself. Yeah. I, I feel offended by that. I know. I, I was feel like deeply offended. I, I just thought that was really interesting. Also, I'm going to switch things up a little okay, bit okay. because I know that we also have these, um, you know, the salty, sweet and asparagus oh, yeah. categories. But there is actually a weird traits. What? List. Wait, did I not get that to, to that for you? No, but it's okay. I wanted. I, I was actually kind of happy you didn't get Wait, to it. Weird yeah, traits. Okay, put a phone. Put your phone oh, down. Now we're I still on you. We're still on you. Okay. Okay. It says you are more likely to be able to ma- match a musical pitch. Stop it. Mm-hmm. You're less than average to have a bunion. <laughs> well, that's you are not what my feet say. And also, are you afraid of heights? Yeah. It says you're more than likely than average to be afraid of heights as well. And here's what's interesting is that, you know, we're podcast hosts and, you know, Prisca's a performer, but it says here you actually have a 50-50 chance of having a fear of public speaking. Oh, see, I did. I got, I got over it. You did. I was very afraid. I still get like nervous and stuff, but yeah, I was, I used to be extremely, extremely afraid, like stage fright of getting up in front of people. But my desire to perform outweighed my fear at at a certain point. Wow. Yeah. But match a musical pitch. That's a nice thing. Yeah. And I was like, and that was like the first thing that was up here in terms what? of like your weird traits. Um, you do not have flat feet. Okay. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> They're very arched. Thank you. You're more likely to have thick hair, which you also have. Yeah. Thick like hair. Decently thick. Yeah. In terms of your misophonia. Uh-huh. It says here you're less likely to hate chewing sounds. Yeah. It's not that bad to it's me. It's not that bad yeah, to you. I wonder fine. if like misophonia, because I... I get irritated, yeah. but like the, but like certain different kinds of misophonia right. would like piss me off. Like the claws on the chalkboard thing. What about like a dump truck? <laughs> Is that like too high pitched for you? Um, or it's okay? no, no, that's fine. That's fine. I okay. think it's just, I'm just irritated if it's interrupting my flow, but it's nothing. I see. You know, it's like a siren or I something see. like that. I see. Also mosquitoes love you. Yes, they do. Oh my God. They fucking love me. Likely bitten more than others. Oh, motherfucker. Why? Does it say why? Let's see. Okay. I really want to know why, because fuck that. Yeah. Also the craziest that's part. Crazy. Um, Female mosquitoes have, it turns out mosquitoes have preferences. Oh. Attracted to certain molecules in body odor and breath. And depending on the proportions of these molecules, some people are more delicious Do than I others. Do I have bad breath? <laughs> <laughs> what? Shit. So, um, Damn it. That's yeah. why I get eaten alive. Yeah. So you definitely have something in your system that makes you more attractive to mosquitoes. Holy I'm shit. sure I have this as well. But another, the craziest part of this is, um, okay, it says they're more likely to experience motion sickness. Okay. Yep. True. But the thing that I love, oh, 
uh, sorry, last two. Sorry, I, I no. like, keep wanting to get to the last one because I think it's <laughs> fucking funny. Um, you don't have um, you you likely don't have a photos a photic sneeze reflex. Oh, so, like the lights. I do a little, but it's not extreme. It's I not know like some you people start yeah. chronically sneezing. Yeah, if I need to sneeze, I might look at the sun and it might help get me there, but it's not too crazy. What's the funny one? You're likely to wake up around eight thirty five a.m. That's creepy. <laughs> That's like, that's fucking creepy. <laughs> Is that true? Um, yeah. I mean, I think me at my like most rested, that's about, that's about true. Yeah. Because usually I've been waking up closer to seven 30, but that's to work out. That's yeah. not like natural. Yeah. You know? That's, That's like when your myself. internal clock wakes up. Why does it? Why is that? People with your genetics in their thirties wake up on average around eight thirty-five AM on their days off. That's exactly right. <gasps> oh my God. That's so fucking creepy. Nothing, everything is already set. I have no choice in the matter. No, you really don't. That's so weird. So, oh gosh, um, there's more? There's even more. All right. Do you like sweet or salty snacks? I don't know. I like my favorite snack is like cherry tomatoes and they're like sweet and salty. <laughs> so we'll say 50-50. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, can you smell asparagus in your pee? Yes. Okay. Uh, very much so. And you're afraid of heights. We talked about this. Very afraid of heights. And I think you have dimples. Do you? That's a dimple. Okay. That is a dimple. Okay. I think that's a dimple. They're not like cute dimples. They're just like dents on the the size of your face. They're not the super small, really indented Like the cute ones. You're cute. Stop. Don't talk about my friend like that. Do you like cilantro? I love. Okay. Uh, Do you have dandruff? A little. Sometimes. Not not really. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not too flaky. No. It's just once in a while. Yeah. Um, you have attached earlobes. I do. Very much so. My mom was very aware of it because they're not lucky. <laughs> Is that what that means? Like the longer the earlobes, supposed to be the oh, more yeah, prosperity. Like Buddha's, like Buddha's earlobes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you have flaky earwax. Yes. Okay. And so then flaky, so dry. Your ring finger. Uh Longer. It is longer than the plain yes. finger. This is why I think we're sisters. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Kay. Physical attributes, cheek dimples, 52% you do not, but 48% that you do have. Oh. So it's pretty much 50-50. Okay, okay, okay. 91% you do not have a cleft chin. Oh, okay, great. I kind of have a cleft chin. You kind of, No, you don't. That's not a cleft chin. We're talking really? American like real, dad. Oh, oh, talking oh, American like dad actual? Cleft okay. chin. Okay, okay. Um, you, 74% chance you've never had dandruff. So. Okay. Some. Yeah. Very low. Like a quarter of the percent. Okay. You know. You <laughs> Sprinkled <don't> around. <laughs> exactly. Just like seasoning on your oh, pasta a dish. salt. Yeah. If you want that. <laughs> um, there's an 84% chance you have detached earlobes. So this oh, is actually 16% rare. that you have attached earlobes. So you're like fighting against your genetic oh, majority for that. Cause it is like running away from it, you know, <laughs> like it's like, anyway, sorry, you guys can't see us. This is not great. Okay. <laughs> 81% chance you have dry flaky earwax. Okay. Fair. And then uh, 75 to, uh, I mean, 90% chance that you have dark brown eyes. What? <laughs> um, you do have def, you have a little bit of freckling. Really do light, I, I oh, think. Okay. Really I, light freckling. I don't know if they're just damage. Probably. Yeah, at this point. Isn't that what it is? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. With Asians, it's like 
it's hard yeah, to tell. It's hard to tell. 61% you have few, if any, okay. freckles. Yeah. I don't have a ton. Yeah. So then it's I'm not like, like a freckly. No, you're person. not. Yeah. But you do have a little bit, okay. I think. Okay. And then 52% chance your ring finger is longer than your index finger. Wow. Yeah. 52. This is a close call, guys. <laughs> I'm glad you made it. I'm glad we did this together. I know. And then there's a standard 59%. You did not experience hair photo bleaching. You have dark hair. Um, and did you have newborn hair? Yeah. 55% wow. that that actually happened. Newborn hair. And then um, you have 75% chance of stretch marking. I have had some, but not a ton, but there's always time. <laughs> also, it's like, yes, we would have stretch marks from growing from a baby. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, also, 55% uh, chance you have a little bit of a unibrow. Yeah, I have a unibrow. You I, do? Well, like I have to pluck the middle. You do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not so much anymore because, you know, you pluck enough. You don't have to pluck that much. But I did definitely have like a, like a little gray shaded area in high school. It was, oh. It's not super fun. The yeah. more you know. I know. Um, 75% chance you do not have a widow's peak. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a widow's peak at all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So then there is another section called um, taste and smell. Okay. So uh, you can likely taste bitterness. Yes. Okay. But I think you're, you're, I'm a super taster. You're a super taster. I, you, Cause I've taken that test. Wow. I, it sounds like I'm bragging, but it's really just, it's like one little sheet of paper you put on your tongue. And if you can taste it, like you're a super taster and that thing, I put it on my tongue and it was like the most bitter thing I've ever tasted. So I don't know. This is why you enjoy food so much. I, I like food a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm 1% Korean. <laughs> How is that still sitting with you? I don't know. It's a lot, right? It's a lot. I mean, can you imagine if our genetics tests show anything more than that? No, I'm, I think I, I'm like excited to tell my husband. Like, Yeah. Yeah. So wait till he finds out. It's good. It's weird. It's yeah. Weird. It's weird. percent Korean. Um, likely prefer salty. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. And also it's like you have slightly higher odds of disliking cilantro. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I love it, but when I was younger, I, I definitely felt like it was, I was very sensitive to the taste, but it doesn't taste like soap. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's an acquired taste yes. more than anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know why the results say this. Cause I'm like, what does this tell me? Yeah. But it says ice cream flavor preference <gasps> about a 50 for 50% chance. Instant coffee. No, no. <laughs> about 50, 50 per, uh, chance of preferring vanilla or chocolate ice cream. But I'm like, over what? Oh my God. I'm so boring. And that is like, but over what? And that's like, you could say that about anybody. You could say that about anybody too. Yeah. And I like coffee flavored ice cream or anything with bourbon and whiskey in it. Like anything with bourbon you and whiskey. You know in that it. coffee flavored ice cream is basically instant coffee flavored. Don't <laughs> use my genetics against me. <laughs> I feel the secret. I feel <laughs> you trying to push that oh away God. from you, but I need you to accept that. It's coming back. Because it's over 100%. Via coffee from Starbucks, go ahead and sponsor us. Yeah, let's exactly. Let's just fucking lean into it. I don't care anymore. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about your maternal haplogroup. Now. Okay, okay. Because when you told me mine, I was pretty convinced that we would have, We'd the, have the same one. We don't. We don't. <gasps> what? So That's mine is so weird. Mine is You're that like F a really indigenous person. Am I super indigenous? Is this why we were? You've yeah, okay, because with? mine dates back. You were saying how many hundreds thousands? Hundred eighty thousand. So your maternal haplogroup is D four. That sounds like a bad grade. It's not. So mine was one hundred eighty five thousand. I think so. Okay, yeah. yours is forty thousand. Ugh. <laughs> Wait, you're really indigenous. Like, and you're from old stock people. No wonder you have such an old soul. And I'm like 
a newborn. <laughs> I'm a newborn soul. Your origin of haplogroup D, specifically D4, but I'm just going to talk about D in general. Okay, I like talking 40... about the D. <laughs> <laughs> she is more immature than I am. Wait, this is the genetics show? Comes... Yeah. <laughs> it comes from your haplogroup. I got it. But the common ancestor of haplogroup D was a woman who lived in Asia nearly 40,000 years ago. There are two major branches of D haplogroup in Asia. D5, which is comparable in age to D itself, common in southern China, but rare farther north. D4 is a younger haplogroup that arose about 25,000 years ago, is more common in northern Asia, reaching 18% in southern Siberia. So this is common. D4 is particularly common among Koreans and in the populations of Manchuria, just north of the Korean peninsula. Fascinating. This could really connect with that um, one particular ancestor of yours. Who is Korean. Who is, or maybe even more than that, depending on how, you know, your lineage goes back. But I think that's very interesting. Oh, that's so so, crazy. So it's interesting because I have that 0.3% that's Siberian, but haplogroup D has a lot of indigenous groups in the north eastern siberia interesting and, as, and uh, ancestors and the peopling of the americas so my ancestors have always been into korean people too <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you could say that <laughs> so this is nearly a thousand generations ago and your d4 is one in 1500 23 of me oh okay so pretty common yeah uh well like still twice as rare. common oh okay but there's a Interesting section here, which talks about haplogroup D and the origins of the Han. Because you know how you and oh, I so were talking about- Oh, so it is Han people. It is Han people. So it says members of haplogroup D are found in both northern and southern Han Chinese populations at low to moderate frequencies. The Han people, who all share the same language and similar cultural practices, are the largest ethnic group in the world. <gasps> and about 1.2 billion people. So then your descendants of the ancient Huaxia tribes that come from northern China, Han language and culture expanded to southern China in the last 2000 years. Wow. Crazy. We need to find out what our dads are. Yeah, I feel like they really need to take the test. But nonetheless, like this is really interesting. It's like, can your dad even mail saliva samples in the age of COVID? I'm sure he can. Yeah. Um, but I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to know this now, but knowing all of this now, I think yeah. especially learning about your haplogroup, learning about your Korean ancestry, yeah. um, how are you taking in all of this? Like, it's fascinating. I think at the end of the day, like, you know, we were right. Like I'm Han people. I'm mostly Chinese. Um, it is interesting to have that 1% Korean, even though it's not really big enough part of the ethnic makeup to be really relevant but it's interesting still because it's re- it, it's a full percentage you know what right, i mean right um so yeah i think i'm just gonna have to chew on it it's definitely interesting to hear the genetic predispositions yeah. um and like kind of why we are the way we are you know yeah because i think the common assumption was that you and i are both chinese yeah. ethnically and that we must we have come the from the same like haplogroup yeah. or we might just come from the same woman yeah but it's actually not we're like actually not like anthropologically tied no so, so much as, we start at, from at different points yeah yeah you're you're from an older stock of peoples that's really cool like that's, that's so, so fascinating cool. yeah wow look at you wow it's all true. Your rootedness, your, you know, your feeling that you're an old soul. It's all true. It's all been there. It's all tread. That's amazing. It's fucking crazy. I can't wait to do more research on this separately. I know. I do want to do more research on it. And I do want to see if I can find some more of the weird traits for you really quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 traits. Okay. couple more 
things for Roxy. Okay. Cause you walked through some physical traits for me. Ability to match musical pitch, 50-50 chance to be able to match. <laughs> uh, this is very obvious when I try to sing with you sometimes. No, yes, stop it's either it. a hit or miss. Stop yes, it. that's very true. Don't you dare say that. Yeah. You play violin. You have to have a good ear. Um, asparagus likely can smell it, but, you know, bitter taste likely can taste. Mm-hmm. Um, you, have a, you have a great palate. Yes. Yeah. Very strong. Like, you can tell if something's in that shouldn't be in right. or out that should be out. Yeah. Um, bunions more than likely. <laughs> have you had bunions? I do have bunions. <laughs> oh, gross. Fear of heights more than yes. likely. Fear of public speaking. Which do you think it's going to be? No. Less likely to have yeah. a fear. That's crazy. Yeah. Have you always felt that way? Yeah. You've just always been okay standing up and talking in front yeah. of people? See, that's wild. That's because crazy. I, I definitely that's was part of your so genetics, though. Yeah, that's not something that's conditioned. It's actually a part of your DNA. And then you have to you have to fight through it. It's like you know, with your wow. nature, with your nurture, you got to wow. work with what you got. True. Um, flat feet less than likely. Mm-hmm. True. More likely to have thick hair. Uh huh. Um, fifty fifty, uh, preferring vanilla to chocolate. <laughs> Such a like why? Twenty three me. What are you doing? <laughs> more than likely to have misophonia. Yes. Likely bit more other uh, more often than ah, others. Mosquito, my mosquito sister. Ah, we're gonna Taiwan. We're gonna get attacked. We're bringing it just fucking demolished. Yeah. Um, motion sickness more than likely. Yep. Um, likely no photic sneeze. No, I no, don't. Have you that. don't. Yeah. Okay. Likely prefer salty. Uh, likely to wake up. Okay, drum roll, please. Eight twenty three a.m. Slightly earlier than you by seven minutes. That just that's why you're up earlier than me. I think that one freaks me out the most. It definitely it, it it's, it's like your your biological clock is also DNA. Yeah, that's so bizarre. I it can't wait me, to share this with my family. Yeah, I like want to add your family tree to this. You guys, we have so much to process after doing this, but we're so glad we did so it. Much like in front of you, live in front of you, and in front of each other. And yeah, were y'all surprised? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, we're mostly Chinese. <laughs> But it's like interesting because I think for me, um, I was like joking around Jenny Yang and she was like, oh, you should take a 23 and me, um, although you should get your like dad to do it or whatever. And I was like, I mean, I'm a Chinese mutt. There's really nothing to find. She's like, you never know. It's interesting to see the migration patterns. Like, and for you, that's such a huge truth because your migrate, a lot of your migration patterns, yes, came from China, but also from like Taiwan, from yeah. Taiwan itself, you know, yeah. Yeah. and, and you're, you're of an older stock of people and it's incredible. And, and, and for me, just kind of like understanding, yes, I am on peoples and I'm coming from all these places and, one percent Korean. It's fascinating because we, we all our families ended up in Taiwan, but we ended up getting there from such different places. And that's so beautiful. So beautiful. My, I have to unpack this indigenous thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it, it's confusing to be part colonizer, part indigenous. But it'd be an interesting conversation with your parents or at least with your mom. And it's it's funny because like I don't think it's a coincidence that I've been so deep into indigenous TikTok, but mm-hmm. like um, indigenous peoples all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's a very, very, very old like mm-hmm. culture and background. But, you know, I see a lot of white passing people talking about like how they never realize that they're native mm-hmm. and then um, they used to you know, hate on Native American culture and not knowing that it was ever a part of them, but then them recognizing it now when they found out Mm -hmm. and like the heartbreak and the trauma Mm -hmm. and like what their ancestors, you know, it's like through rape yeah, that they were created out of that. Yeah. Right. So I think there is a lot to unpack here. There's a lot of potential, like there's a lot of potential pain coming 
I think Asian parents often don't talk about past family trauma. And I think, you know. It'll always surface in some way. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why I'm so dark. I think that's why genetics are so interesting because you can't hide shit. You can't hide an affair Mm -hmm. when it comes down to genetics. You know, you can't hide a secret relationship or secret child. It's all in the DNA. And I think that's why we as a society currently are so kind of curious about it because it gives us answers that we can't get from people who are still living. So beautiful. And on that note, it's time, <laughs> it's time for. for- <laughs> I literally wrote this down before this we started this episode, but I was going to share my naengmyeon noodle recipe. Oh, it is no coincidence, honey. <laughs> Holy shit. Embrace your Korean. My 1%. Yeah. <laughs> it still counts as something major. It still counts somehow. I yeah. mean, if you think about like a hundred things in front of you, that one, that that one. Yeah. I think it's still significant. That's wild. Yeah. It's been really hot. It's the middle of summer at this point. Um, and so I've been making naengmyeon noodles, which are like the Korean cold noodles. Um, they're typically- they're so good. It, it's a buckwheat noodle that is in kind of a sweet, salty beef broth with um, tongchimi, which is like a, a type of um, clear kimchi. So it's not a spicy kimchi um, with like radishes. So in the juice of that kimchi and the beef broth and the noodles with usually- a sliced piece of brisket on top um, and a nice like be- some cucumbers, maybe some apples if you want, um, a hard boiled egg. Uh, it is picturesque. It is delicious. It is refreshing. It is everything you need in the summer. I've been using Sukyong Longest like basic recipe um, and also kind of throwing in some stuff from Mangchi and Korean Bapsang. And then one, my friend Jessica Ko also gave me the rec to kind of like search the name of the dish in Korean and watch the videos on YouTube from Korea because even though you don't understand it you can watch them and how they do the steps is naengmyeon a dish that originated from the northern part of Korea yes. right yeah north exactly Korea. north Korea I heard that north Korea's naengmyeon is like amazing yeah 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 I mean obviously I've never been but right. I, that's where it originates from and actually uh, north Korea was where the center of commerce and agriculture were before you know obviously everything happened um but it is one of the most delicious things and like the the key to it is doing it early I've definitely tried to rush it to cool down. You're not going to, it's just not going to happen. Um, so you're going to want to make it probably the day before, if Mm. not like wake up at the crack of dawn Wow. and just make like a nice beef stock. I mean, there's obviously, you know, the way that, uh, Sukyong Longest does it is basically soaking the kind of, uh, the dried seaweed, um, and then boiling the, the brisket. I use shank secretly because there's a bone in it um and kind of more gelatinous kind of and and for it's taiwanese so people we, we love, love shank yeah. yeah so i made it for roxy last time it's and so good and it, it's like some people don't like that like we like the sticky kind of like uh gelatinous kind of cuts of meat some people don't so do do what you'd like but i do about a pound and a half of shank meat um and then throw in a bunch of aromatics let that cook only for like an hour and a half like not even that long um so you can put mushrooms in there um you can put dried mushrooms in there a little bit of ginger, a little bit of garlic, whatever it is. And then some rock sugar, um, boil it up. And then afterwards, put it in the freezer almost. Abel put it in the freezer for like three, four hours. And then when it comes out, it's like icy, slushy, ready to go. Add some of the tongchimi broth. If you want to make your own, you can. You don't have to. We use a store-bought one. And then cook your noodles.
noodles, which are like a specific kind because they don't, we tried using like soba noodles. It just didn't work. It fell apart. So you got to look for specifically um, these like naengmyeon noodles and you can find them easily. But the frozen ones I found hold up the best um, for whatever reason. And then you add your toppings and Roxy just licked her lips and then you fucking dig in and eat as much as you can in one like fucking breath. Go Korea! Go Korea! So go and make naengmyeon. I think it was one of those recipes that really intimidated me. Like I was like, no, I'm never going to make that. Like we would go to Yuchun all the time. I'm like, this is never going to happen. This is like too magical. But once you kind of get over that and like so much of cooking requires courage. It's like you're in your kitchen, you're in your home. Like it's not like you're running out onto the battlefield, but at the same time to like attempt something and like offer your time to it um, and offer you know, these resources to it, it requires courage. And this is one of those dishes that requires courage and trust, but it's not difficult. It looks from the, from whenever I order and get it served in front of me at a restaurant, I always think that it's easy to make for some reason. Like it looks, it looks deceivingly simple. Right. Cause I actually thought the opposite. So it's funny that you thought it was I was just like, it's cold broth and like, it's, you just boil noodles, put them in ice water and you know, like you put it together and then you add all these condiments on it. But (laughs) you know, I always love having my naengmyeon with a side of Kybe. Oh yeah. If you have to have a side of kalbi. Yeah. yeah. It's so freaking good. And then definitely have some distilled white vinegar and hot mustard. <sighs> Absolutely key. So savory. It's perfect for a very, very hot day. Literally Put some perfection. ice cubes in that broth too. Yeah. Or so that's why you freeze it ahead of time. So you get this like slushy kind of aspect. And then the secret, 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 the secret is seven up. And wow. if you say Sprite to me, an old Korean wo- woman will climb out of the wall and slap you. It's not Sprite. A little bit of 7-Up in the final broth adds a little effervescence, a little sweetness, a little fun in the sun. I love Korean food because it just came from all of these very, like you would never know what that secret ingredient comes from. And it's like processed food or a spam or like Coke or like something, you know. it comes from necessity. Because getting that, you know, during war times or coming to the U.S. and not having the corn syrup that you wanted, but discovering, oh, like, you know, the soda has like a corn syrupy taste. Um, it's super fascinating. Yeah. Okay. Well, I had this other wreck that I was going to mention, but I changed my mind. I don't want to talk about it anymore because I want to talk about food. Okay. I have a very shortcut, easy recipe for making tandan noodles. What? Okay. Tell me. Okay. So basically you can make any sort of egg noodles that you could buy, purchase from the store or whatever, yeah. and you could just cook that. And why, uh, this is super ghetto, yeah. but basically- I love what, a ghetto recipe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel, I feel kind of embarrassed, but also I don't, so shoot me. But, um, I would prepare garnishes of, um, green onions on yeah. the side. I basically take some garlic and then I, some oil, some chili oil. Mala jiang. Mm-hmm. So mala, you know, which is the numbing spice from Szechuan, yeah. using those peppers to create the mala sauce. Yeah. Cheat in a scoop of peanut butter. Peanut butter. Yeah. yeah. That's actually a common thing. Yeah. yeah. And then like, um, but it's, of course, if you don't want to make the sesame sauce straight from scratch, but I use peanut butter because I'm a lazy ass bitch, right? And I mean, then- <laughs> who has the time to make that from scratch? No one. Nobody. A little bit of soy sauce. Okay. And then, um, and of course, some sesame oil at the very end. Dude. So you create that lather. Yeah. And then you put in some of the starch water from oh your noodle God. water. Yeah. You put in your noodles. Ooh. 
you swim it in that slick Ooh, gloss, yes. that savory, yes. like peanut buttery Ooh, yes. type of spicy mala flavor, dan dan flavor. Fuck yeah. Right? You put that together, you put some sesame seeds on top, you garnish it with your green onions, and Yum. there is a meal, honey. There you go. And you know what? That's not so different from how a lot of Chinese like quick stir fry noodles are made. Oh, really? Like um, if you're doing like a green onion, uh, spring onion uh, oil noodle, it's essentially that, but you put in the oil. That's the spring onion oil. Yeah. I love it. It's like preparation in advance. So it's yeah. quick at the, at the moment. Oh my God. But, but it's already been like brewing or yeah. like simmering in its sauce for many days. Yeah. And then you could just have it ready at your hands availability whenever you want it. That's amazing. It's so great. Okay. So, um, <laughs> It's been a lot. It's been a lot. So uh, for our, le- uh, we're, we're going to take a little bit of class because uh, this is how I want to express how I'm feeling right now. Oh, we're going to school right now? We're going to go to school. Are you ready for oh, wait, school? Oh, let me get my book bag. Okay. Okay, I'm, okay, ready? okay I'm ready to go. Okay. Let's speak Taiwanese. <laughs> Glad we made it to class on time. <sighs> Despite what we thought we knew. Yeah. There was still elements of surprise yes. in today's findings. How did you know we would be surprised? What if we weren't surprised? Like you already, what was your foresight? How did you get there? But even if I wasn't surprised, this would be my answer. Okay. 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 How could this be? How could this be? So that could be used in any way. Like, oh gosh, I am full 100% Han Chinese. How could this be? And, yet, and it's like, oh my God, I am 1% Korean. How could this be? Oh my God, I'm 0.3% Siberian. How could this be? Yeah, it's, it sounds cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like really, really hip. How could <laughs> this be? Really nah, melodic. It's like, ayo, nai anwe. Ayo, nai anwe. Nai anwe. Nai anwe. Nai anwe. So just be Ayo, mindful of your intonations because like in Mandarin as the same way as well, yeah. those accents could skew the meaning. But now that we're doing another Taiwanese lesson, finding out that you're indigenously Taiwanese or you have some indigenous blood. How does it make you feel? I haven't even processed it yet. That's nuts. But that's pretty fucking cool. You're a continuation of this people and this language. I'm fucking shook too. I know. I think we both need to exchange our passwords. (laughs) Just so we can be like, (laughs) popcorn. I know. I know. I'm like ready. I'm like so ready to call my parents. I know. You have no idea. Oh my God. Yeah. I think they'll be shocked as well. Oh, I think so. Okay. Well, um, we are just so enthralled and happy that all of you were here with us. If you made it to this point in the episode, because this has been shocking for us. Thanks for sticking with us. If you want some visual aids, maybe we'll throw some, a couple of things up onto the blog so you can just see what we're talking about. Yeah. But um, let us know (laughs) if you felt shocked by your DNA testing. And in the meantime... Have a horny week. I love Lego Tees. And remember, stay horny. Don't you know I'm no good for you? I've learned to lose you.
This podcast is hosted by Roxy and Prisca, engineered by Abraham Kim and Prisca at the Shire Studios, music by Abraham Kim, artwork by Connie N. Please visit us at twohornygoats.com. Have thoughts or questions for us? Email us at hello at twohornygoats.com. See y'all.